then I'll be honest with you, I was like nervous. I was like, I didn't want to ask them because I was like, oh, I don't want, I didn't want like another problem with my brother. Why would you make a big deal about it? You picked other friends too. I just, I just didn't want to hear like another thing, you know? Like about your mom. And I swear if he would have told me, I would have been like, oh my God, yes, thank you for telling me. I, no problem. I know, but when they asked you, you didn't say that. You said, oh, there's a history. Like back in the day. Right, so that's, you didn't forget her. You not didn't. your mom, not your, I mean, like back in the day, like there's, I don't. Me and you back in the day didn't even speak. Right, but you were through obligation. I was what? You were invited, like. Are you saying because of obligation? What? Well, uh, uh, yeah. Back back that up. up. Back that up. You're not helping her. Truthfully, she has other friends that she's much closer to that she's had in her life forever. I mean, she put you in for obligation. You are her family. Why don't you just sit there and shut up? Hello and welcome to Bravo Bravo Effing Bravo. Hi, Mariana. Hi, Nathan. You look very nice in black. I don't think I ever see you in black. It's a dark blue. Oh, okay. It's just not reading on camera. Thank you for the compliment. I'll take the compliment. You look great in dark colours. You generally wear lighter pastel colours or your Hawaiian shirts. Well, I'll throw them out now if you think I look shit in light colours. No, I don't think you look shit in light colours. I just think you look great in dark colours and I don't normally see it. You're partial to a Hawaiian shirt. I am partial to a Hawaiian. You got me. (laughs) Yeah, I I do like a darker colour, so, you know. But no, you look great in all the colours. Okay. Noted. Thank you. I look shit in pastels. I wish I could wear them. Stop that. You're an angel in pastels. You stop talking like that. The only sort of pastelier colour that I can carry off is a pink, unfortunately. But, you know, I do like a baby pink. Oh, I love a blush pink. Have you done that thing where you know what season you are, like you're an autumn... You're a winter, you're a spring, all that crap. I try to do it and then I give up after a while. I get confuse and I'm just, I get tired. I'm not, it's the same with like shopping, including online shopping. Five minutes in and all of a sudden I need a nap and a coffee. Well, that's what Danielle says this episode. She says it's hard people online shopping because you can't visualise the clothes. You can't put the clothes on. (laughs) That's why people are adding to cart and not buying it. Not because the clothes stink. (laughs) I get bored either way with shopping. I like to zip in, buy, get out. Same with the online. Five minutes or I'm bored. Sometimes if I go in the store and like the person working there is like too nice, I'm like, I got to leave. I don't have the chit chat in me. I got to go. Oh, the chit chat. Yeah, I can't do the chit chat because I find that the chit chat from the person that works there turns into them whinging. Do you notice that? (laughs) Like about their job. Oh my God. They just whinge. And look, I love a whinge, but (laughs) I'm here for you to help me buy the things, not to hear your fucking life story. I'm not your therapist, love. I'd prefer if I heard, like, the office gossip, like, who's bitching about who on shift? There's no gossip because there's only ever one person in a store these days and then they wonder why we all shop online. Your store's got no stock and there's only one of you. See, I'm a whinger. I I am that bitch that works at the store. I'm so annoying. (laughs) Well. Yes, dear. So you were just telling me before we recorded that Mm. you listened to the Sandoval Howie Mandel podcast. I certainly did. I refuse to give that man any of my earbuds. So, people, I sent it to Nathan and he's like, no, I'm not listening to it. I don't know how you don't. Well, I also kind of knew that you would and that you would tell me all about it. (laughs) How are you not so curious? I've seen a few clips posted and I'm Mm. like, he's delusional. He stinks. 
He flat out stinks. And I don't mean to rag on Howie Mandel, but I'm going to. First mm. of all, this kid, this Scandival, this kid, he's 40 years old. He has the ADD, which means you need to help him focus as an interviewer. Yeah, rein the bitch in. Would I be good at it? No, you would be great at it. So he goes on these tangents and doesn't answer the questions. So Howie Mandel's never really seen Vanderpump Rules. It's not his gem. Why is this happening then? Is Howie the only person who would take him? So Howie's co-host is his daughter who has seen every episode of Vanderpump Rules. So she's obsessed. So mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons they're saying that they've got him on their show. The other reason is they have mutual friends that they're close with. So they have a mutual friend. They both went to the wedding. That's, I think, how they met the wedding of this mutual friend, not Sheena's wedding. And so that's their connection. Okay. problem that everyone's having with this interview is that how he's making it seem like what Tom did wasn't a big deal. Right. He's basically like he has this point in the interview where he's like summing up the situation for everyone. It's like, why are you summing up the situation? You don't know who the players are. <laughs> yeah. But he's summing up the situation saying, okay, so you were in a bad relationship. It was going south. You guys were inevitably breaking up. I can't see what you did was that bad. Oh, Howie. So he goes on Howie Mandel, doesn't tell Bravo, doesn't get oh. quote unquote permission. Oh. What? I'm just reacting. Oh, okay, right. I thought you were whooping because you can hear my dogs going off in the background. <laughs> right, no. sorry, because they are. As soon as I come downstairs to record the podcast, they're on their own and they bark because we live on a park. They bark at all the dogs while my partner is trying to get some sleep because he's Fair not a enough. great sleeper. Fair enough, you've got to welcome the neighbourhood. My partner's not a great sleeper, so these are like the hours where he actually gets his deep sleep. That fucking mm. Apple Watch, mate. All I ever hear about is how much sleep you got, how oh, much deep sleep you got. It's like, I mean, I know we're old, but Jesus Christ, it's all he talks about. <laughs> I, You know, I'll just have a little mini gripe about this Apple. I've yes. been watching Ted Lasso. Do you watch Ted Lasso? No, I haven't seen the Ted Lasso. It's on Apple TV, so it's basically just one big long promo for Apple products. Every single time they're on the phone, it's fully charged. And I'm like, bitch, you just watched a whole football game in the stadiums, texting your friends, and you come back to your office and it's fully charged. It's unrealistic. And I'm sick of the Apple propaganda on that show. Oh, really? So all the Apple produced shows have all the Apple products and it's just one big promo. And they're integrated into the storyline. So FaceTimes happen instead of them happening in an actual room together. But... I digress. Oh, my God. Show me a fully charged Apple phone and I'll give you a million dollars. I've never seen it. Well, you know, maybe they just got the new one because I've still got a 12 Pro Max. This fucker can't hold a charge to save its life. Oh, you walk out the door, you drop 10% just like that. Oh, totally. (laughs) I can't even. Anyway, so back to Howie. I love it when you get activated. It's the best. (laughs) Oh, so good. What were we talking about? The fact that Andy Cohen was not happy with Tom doing this podcast. Mm -hmm. He said that no one at Bravo knew, so he didn't get quote-unquote permission, but because he's in between seasons, he's not technically under contract, so he can do what he likes. And they're not going to not rehire him. Of course they are. He said that Howie didn't do his homework because he didn't... Clearly. He hasn't watched the show. 
oh, on the Watch What Happens Live, the jackhole of the night was Howie Mandel, not <laughs> knowing what he was getting himself into and not doing. I thought that's hilarious. Good for you. I like that. Obviously, Scandavol and Howie are both being dragged on socials. Andy said, Bravo fans are very passionate. you got to be careful before you take sides. Oh, uh, yeah. It wasn't good. So, Scandavol reckons that after the kiss with Rachel, he immediately gets himself into therapy. Oh, God. And he <laughs> says that his plan is to break up with Aaron. Usually you love when people go into therapy. I know, right? like, Oh, God. I'm happy he got into therapy, but he's, like, trying to sell it to us. Like, I knew I'd done something wrong, so I had to quickly go and work on myself. It was like a Bill Aiden mandated one therapy session just to tick the box. Meanwhile, you're still sticking your dick in her. Well. For seven months. Well, there's that. Are you really seeing a therapist? Anyway, so he says his plan was to break up with Ariana in therapy. Oh. But instead what he does, instead he says he breaks up with her on Valentine's Day. Much worse. Mm. On Valentine's Mm -hmm. Day. You break up with your spouse. And how he's trying to make it like you're not married so it's not a big deal. That is his spouse, his legal spouse. Fuck off. Yeah, de facto. And he's like, I broke up with her on Valentine's Day, but she wouldn't take no for an answer. Right. She's saying things like, I'm not letting you break up with me. He's like, after I technically broke up with her, even though she wouldn't take no for an answer, I went to Miami. We know that he doesn't have a good rep in Miami. Mm -hmm. And he's saying like, I went on this Miami trip and I didn't even tell her where I was going. I didn't even tell her when I was coming back. If we were really still together, would I have done that? Maybe you're just a fucking shit boyfriend. Well, there's that, yeah. Sorry, now I'm getting activated. He says that after he got back from Miami, he says he's broken up with her, but we're not going to tell anybody. Mm. He says that she starts talking about him fertilising her frozen eggs. Oh, boy. And saying that basically she's in denial that he broke up with her. Then there's a moment that he says she was really upset and then they bleep out some stuff on the podcast and I'm pretty sure they're bleeping out, I'm not going to say the words, indicating that she had threatened self-harm if he left her. I'm not letting you leave me, blah, blah, blah. It was douchey as fuck. How he's like, are you guys still living in the house together? He's like, yeah, I can't leave because I manage the house. What? What's that to manage? He does the lawns. Oh, brother. Like he takes care of the yard. He makes sure that the house is stocked with groceries. But he doesn't say, I do the grocery shopping. He says, I make sure that I tell the people to stock the house. Get rid of him. So I don't know, is that their assistance? And that apparently, yeah, he's on one side of the house, she's on on another floor of the house, and they use a go-between to, like, say, oh, I'm going to be in the gym between this time and that time. Jeez Louise. It's fucking strange, man. Are they hard up for cash? Like, because I know that sort of situation would be tough for people, like normal people who break up. They might have to cohabit for a little while, but can they not? Jump to a hotel? He's spending all his money on this band, Tom Scandival and the Most Extras, because he pays these guys, because I was thinking about the same thing, and then I remember him saying, I think on the show, that he pays all the band members, he including pays them for rehearsal time. How embarrassing. Good for the band, but bad for him. How much is 
this band costing him? Why don't you stop spending money for your band to go on tour and stay in these hotels? Why don't you stop spending money on that and go and rent a fucking apartment for you to live in? Why should she leave the house? Did you see on the – well, I saw it on the page six that Ariana went to go do this Lifetime movie that she got hired to do, right? She went to go film. And paparazzi took photos of Rachel coming out of his house early one morning. Mm. She stayed over at Ariana's house like in the last couple of weeks. Cheated with this man for for like a year. I'm not I'm not too sure. And now he's going on Howie Mandel saying that no, we're not sleeping together. We're taking a break. We're just friends. And sh- they're saying no, no, she didn't stay over his house that night. She went and visited him that morning before she was going away somewhere, which is why she had all this fucking luggage with her. No one does a morning pop in That's with crazy. luggage. With like, lu- why are you taking the luggage into his house if you're going yeah. away? Why doesn't it stay in the car? Are you trying to say you're Ubered? Anyway, this luggage that she had, the luggage company, because the luggage was like obviously photographed with her. Oh, the luggage's PR team are like, oh, fuck. (laughs) The luggage's PR team end up gifting Ariana every single piece of luggage in their line. Oh, I love that. They're like, we're not Team Raquel. Exactly. Speaking of Ariana, so have you heard the news that she's apparently going to be in the new season of Dancing with the Stars? (laughs) That's huge. Daddy, I mean, I don't watch the show, but I know it's massive. I know. Yeah, me neither. I know it's massive over there. I've seen the clips of when Teresa was on it that one time because wasn't she kicked out first? Not shocked. Um, That's great. So now she's in a Lifetime movie. She's going to be on Dancing with the Stars. I'm loving all this for her. She's having a moment. Everyone wants to speak to her and all Sandoval can get is Howie Mandel. Pretty much. Who I'm not even quite sure who that is. Was he like... Well, because he's old. He's he's not for the kids. Is he on Jay Leno or something? I think he's a comedian. I think I also read that he hosted some TV show. I can't remember. Oh, like a family feud type thing, like a shitty game show that no one ever watched? Correct. Thank you. Yes. But it's always on? Yeah. Yes. One of those ones. One of those ones. And then he said... Scandoval also said that when he tried to break up with her, she hit him, as in Ariana hit him. I'm like, so? Do we care? <laughs> like, why do we care? <laughs> we know we know that's your reaction to people getting hit, so? So he reckons that the reason why Ariana looked at his phone that night is because he had just come back from Miami. So I'm like, if you two had broken up and you went on a boys' trip to Miami and – you didn't even tell her where you were going because you were technically broken up. Why was she front row at your show the next night? That part, because she's not watching it because she wants to be there. Exactly. So it was just gross. So anyway, apparently fans have like said that on one of the, remember how we saw like the trailer for the show and one of them apparently he had a black eye and they're saying that that's when Ariana punched him. I'm not falling in for any more black eye storylines. No, I can't do exactly. That. I'm like, maybe she punched you because she found out you cheated on her, you dickhead. I don't believe this. I broke up with her crap on Valentine's Day. I mean, mm. what a gross guy. Well, I mean, interesting. I love that this story is still developing. Yes. Just when you think we know everything, we do not know everything, which is which is great. I know, guys, we recorded last week after Vanderpump and I was thinking we should do it again, but I'm not seeing anything 
that's as exciting as what I'm reading in the blogs, basically. The off-screen stuff's much more interesting until we catch up in real time. Totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah. Would you like to talk about Jersey? Yes, let's talk about Jersey. So this is the Italian invasion. They go to Ireland. Yes. Did you enjoy the episode overall? I did. You said you didn't. You said you thought it was boring? Well, no, I, I said I enjoyed the episode as like a viewer. As right. someone recapping the episode, there wasn't that much in it. That's true. I get you. That's all. Did you watch Melissa on Watch What Happens Live as well, by the way? I watched clips of it on the YouTube. The bit where she's like, oh, Margaret just texted me, Andy, and said you're being really mean to me. <laughs> what? Yeah. Put on your big girl pants, Melissa. What the hell? Do you think he was being mean to her? I don't. I don't either. No. I think he was presenting the same level of, but I think after that point he did get a little bit more catty. Well, because when she said something about you're not a therapist, like what would you know about? Because he was kind of (laughs) saying like, are you guys done? And I thought he meant like done rehashing all this shit. But I think she took it as, are you done with being on Jersey? Oh, I took it as done being like cut your sister out of your life. Yeah, but I think. She thought he meant done with being on Jersey because even Joe piped in, we're not done, we're not done. It's like, okay, calm down, Joe. It's all good. No one's ripping up your contract just yet. Well, I don't know. They might, yeah. You haven't even done the reunion yet. Calm down. It was interesting that Joe seemed to be like, oh, you don't walk away from family. And I'm like, oh, how the narrative's changing now that maybe you're worried you're on the bubble for casting next season. Agreed 100%. That's funny. Okay, so this episode, so yeah, we mentioned it a little bit earlier that Danielle's at Envy showing her stock, Mm. which is, you know, sort of a nothing scene. They talk about Ireland. Melissa says she's completely happy, doesn't want to change her mind about being bridesmaid. Like, do you have any thoughts on the bridesmaid of it all? We've already talked about it. but you know. Melissa doesn't care to be a bridesmaid. Melissa is just upset that Teresa is upsetting her brother because she knows that she's going to be blamed for it. That's it. <laughs> True. It's a tale as old as time. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it totally is. I mean, how much more can we talk about it, really? That was another thing in Watch What Happens Live where I thought it was a bit of a dig from Andy mm. when he cuts to Joe and says, oh, Joe, do you think I'm being tough? And Joe was like, nah, you're fine. And Andy goes, oh, I kind of thought he'd have your back there, which was like yeah. <laughs> kind of a dig because Joe <laughs> yeah. never has anyone's back apparently. Oh, that's funny. And we also get a little quick convo about Danielle still complaining about the Rachel Fuda, the Arsenal, the rat. And Melissa explains to us in confessional that where they come from, being called a rat is a bad thing. And I was like, bitch, where is it a good thing? (laughs) Do you think Rachel is being a rat? Because I just think she's being a snitch. (laughs) What's the difference? There is a difference. (laughs) Yeah, I think she was just trying to be like first season housewife. I think Danielle's done a really great job deflecting from the fact that she said everything that Rachel said. She's doing a great job. But Danielle just said what was said to her. It's just someone says it to Danielle. Danielle says it to what's-her-face. What's-her-face says it back to Margaret. And like somehow uh, it's Rachel's fault. Danielle, you did the exact same thing that you're pissed off about Rachel doing. <laughs> I know, but it's just like we're never mad at where the source is. But Danielle's doing a great job of it. Danielle is being a great housewife. She is, yeah. By making the focus be on Rachel being a rat, because you know some people are going to agree with Danielle. Oh, they're calling her Ratchel on Twitter. Oh, no, I love this. <laughs> Look, I like Rachel. I'm team Rachel over team Danielle. Danielle's too close to Teresa 2.0 for me. So I, I know I'm going to get dragged for not being on Teresa's side. And I think uh. I need to piss, you know that saying like piss or get off the pot? 
I'm yeah. I'm getting off the pot. I'm pissing. I'm doing all those disgusting bathroom analogy things. Sorry, I just grossed myself out there. I think I'm team Melissa and Joe. <gasps> there, I've said it. Because every wow. time I hear her speak, I keep saying things like, maybe Melissa's a good actress, but I'm agreeing with Melissa over Teresa. I need to admit my flaw and say that I'm team Melissa and Joe. Do I want Teresa off the show? Never. I think she's amazing TV. I think Danielle, in the same respect, is amazing TV. She definitely needs to get a season two contract. I'm just not on her side. I think these shows are sort of more fun when you do take a stance and you just decide, like, I hate that housewife. I really like that housewife. And you just take their sides in the arguments. It gets you more involved and makes it more fun. It totally gets you more involved. Like I said, I'm team Melissa. I think Teresa is a terrible sister. I think she's a terrible sister-in-law. I think she's a terrible friend, horrible human being, fabulous for the show. She can't go anywhere. Even Loser Louie needs to stay on the show. He's great TV. When he cries. Oh, my goodness. Let's talk about it. So we then get like the mandatory packing scenes. And yeah, we have this one moment where Louis starts talking about how drained he all is from the family drama. I love this. And it's like, well, imagine how Melissa feels having been putting up for it. For, with it for a lot longer. You're two minutes in, bro. Take five minutes, get back in the ring. I just don't like how he's orientating himself as the victim in Teresa's failed relationship with her brother. I know, I love this. I love all of it. <laughs> How's it about you? Because Teresa blames everyone else, right? So Louis playing the long game. He's like, if I play the victim, which Teresa mm. can relate to playing the victim, then I'm not going to get blamed like Melissa's getting blamed. He's doing the right thing for himself. And he's completely conned her because in confessional, Teresa's like, I feel bad for Louis. Of course. I feel bad for the effects on Louis. Feel bad for yourself. She feels bad for Louis. Wait till Louis starts pissing her off. Oh. <laughs> My thing is I want to see a how long this relationship will last, B, how long Louis wants to actually stay in the relationship, and C, will Louis blame Teresa's family when he finally dumps her? This is just, it's delicious TV. I know. What are you, a coffee psychic making predictions? Did you see that in your coffee this morning? I had fucking three of them. I reckon I did. (laughs) Honestly, like, Louis used to piss me off, but now I'm just enjoying what a loser he is. It's such good TV. Right, and when it all blows up in Teresa's face, there'll be lots of people to say, told you so. (laughs) So it's not like she's not been warned. No, this is where Joe is a glutton for punishment. When Teresa turns and says, I need you, mea culpa, mea culpa, he'll take her back. Yes. He'll take her back. You don't walk away from family. Oh, my God, how funny was it when Teresa thought she should be packing her swimmers for Ireland? She's an idiot. Well, did did she think it was an island? Like housewives on the island, baby. A hundred percent, that's what she thought. When you go to travel somewhere, (laughs) is not the first thing you look up, if you're unaware, if you don't know, is not the first thing you look up the weather? I guess she's two weeks out from her wedding, her mind is elsewhere. If if she had a fully functioning mind is what I would say. Isn't it common knowledge that it's not hot in summer in Ireland? And how do you explain those rolling hills other than rain? Uh you lost me there. If the idea of Ireland is that it's green, then surely that means a lot of rain, no? I guess. Have you seen her online? She, um, I, I can't remember where her and Louis are, the Maldives somewhere, like somewhere gorgeous. And just her taste in swimwear, honestly, it's just, it's no bueno. Oh, and the thing is, she is an idiot. Did you see she posted 
I guess she had to do like a sponsored post for, was it Avery Singer's like business? And she just copy and pasted. That was going to be one of my sizzles. So <laughs> Avery obviously has a new company, Batch Boss. I can't remember what they do. Is it booze? I don't know what they do. They do bachelor parties. Bachelor, that's it. Bachelor, bachelorette parties. I mean, it's a fucking great idea, business model, I think. Sure. Have you ever planned like a bachelor or a bachelorette party? It's fucking annoying. Yeah, I can imagine. Because you think you've got to please like the bride or the groom, but everyone has a fucking opinion because it's the mm-hmm. one thing to do with a wedding that's supposed to be fun. So everyone's got an opinion. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, this Teresa copies and pastes as her post their like post notes, like, you know, say congratulations to at Avery Singer. Something like that. <laughs> And it says, like, go give her a follow to show your support and if you need any batch planning help. Oh, there, I should have realised what the business was. I'm, I'm just like Teresa. And then she's your girl, something like that. And then make sure they tag and at Batch Boss, please. And this is our website if they want to click. She literally copied and pasted the whole fucking thing. What a freaking idiot. What a maroon. Why is Teresa uh, doing her own social media? Why? Who knows? Um, is this to get back at Ramona for ruining... Teresa's wedding invite. Who knows? Anyway, so with the rest of the packing scenes, we have a little scene with Dolores's Irish in-laws who are explaining, you know, about cobblestones and shit. No, 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 not in-laws. It was his brother and sister-in-law. Oh, my God, I thought that were his parents. Yeah, I thought so too, but then I realised they looked too young, so then I went back. Ah, well, that makes sense. And they, the rest of the ladies are talking about the coffee psychic being a setup. Mm. We quickly touch down on Bill and Jen talking about his involvement with the kids. Oh, what about when he said he calls spending time in the pool house living his true self? Yeah. (laughs) Who are you FaceTiming in the pool house? Uh, That's what I want to know. I shouldn't say that. I love spending time alone. I get that. But, dude, he's so passive. Is he passive aggressive or just aggressive? Because he says, like a total fucking martyr, yeah, yeah, I'll drop my hobbies. Oh, Mm. my Mm. God. She was like, you don't have to drop your hobbies, but how is it? a hobby to just be in the pool house for hours not having said hello to us. You're the one that wanted these children. I am so sick and tired <laughs> of men acting like they didn't have these children too. Mm. They're his fucking kids. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't even. Yeah. And he says he'll maybe continue therapy. And she, like, sort of says, like, oh, so is that a yes? And he goes, it's a maybe. <laughs> Boy. And she took that as a win. She's too good to him. Oi, who looks after these kids when she goes to Ireland? Because it's not Bill. It's probably her mother. Well, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Because the mother lives with her now or does the dad live with her now? Or the nanny. I don't know what's going on. No wonder she needs know. a fucking nanny housekeeper combo. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, then they go on an island. Wait, wait. We get some airport Yay! footage. Oh, you've got more stuff. Every time I see airport scenes, I think of you and how you'll be happy because you love an airport I scene. I get so jazzed and I love when they rock up to the airport in America and they're all king shit, not pushing their own bags. Then they get to Ireland and they have to push their own luggage trolleys. I'm I like, know. this is what you get for packing so much for a five day trip, I you adults. Who needs to pack that? Haven't you? Okay, jump onto the TikTok or the Insta in my case and watch people pack fucking luggage with the cute little cubes or they roll or they – I like the one where uh, they – They're not doing a roll. I like the one where they put the actual outfit together and then roll it up as one. That's so clever. Oh, amazing. Have you seen those ones? Yeah, I have. I love those. Sorry, I get really yeah, excited. Sorry, did you have something videos. else to say about before the airport footage? 
Or no, no, no. Put footage? No, it was just fucking Bill and Bill's just, he's dead to me. He sucks. <laughs> he sucks. He's worse than Frank this season. Oh, boy. All right, so Melissa's... Melissa's shtick about being Scooby-Doo all of a sudden and hating haunted castles. <laughs> she says, I read that there are a lot of old haunted castles in Ireland. And it's like, did you read that this one was haunted, you dum-dum? Oh, my God, this one is gorgeous. So I looked it up. Duh. Do you know how much this mm-hmm. castle, I was going to say house, this castle costs to rent? Oh, my God. 20, 20 Gs? So I'm assuming the Bravo got a discount, right, because they're advertising on the of international course. TV. For us regular plebs who would not get a discount, it is – I won't do it in euros because who knows what a euro is. In You can either rent this castle for a week, like a week rate, or for three nights. For three nights, it's 15000 US dollars, which is 23000 Australian dollars right now, or it's 31000 US dollars for a week, which is 47000 Australian dollars. Holy guacamole, yeah. it would be cheaper to go on Below Deck Sailing Yacht. Well, but, like, if they've got a million rooms in that castle. So Nine if, like, rooms. each person paid whatever, it does bring the price down. Rich people don't chip in. Oh, that's right. We, I, I would do that. Rich people, if you're inviting people, you're paying for it. Fuck that. <laughs> so if we were rich and I invited you to come to Ireland and stay in my castle, you'd be paying for your own flight to get there probably if I didn't have a PJ. And then I would be paying for the castle. That's what rich wow. people do, right? Is that what rich people do? Rich people are there. Tell us if that's what you do. I have yeah. no idea. Because us poor people, I wouldn't even be able to afford to pitch a tent on the 300 fucking acres. 300 acre grounds. That is 1.2 square kilometres, Nathan. Right. But I also, oh, I prefer to just stay in the middle of Dublin in an Airbnb or a hotel. I don't want to be out in the sticks. I'm an old lady. What I didn't understand is you're at this $50,000 a week fucking property and then you decide the very night you get there to drive another hour back to fucking Dublin just to hit a pub. (laughs) Why aren't you staying at the gorgeous place with the grounds? They literally drove an hour from Dublin to this castle just to have lunch to then drive another hour back. Nuts. I wouldn't be Crazy going. Town. I'd be like, fuck you all. I'm not coming. So Dolores, I'm kind of proud of her taking like one of the best rooms because she's like, I never do it. I'm doing it. Except Teresa gets the second best room. Well, how do you get out of that? Is the deal that if you've been to prison or you're going to prison, <laughs> no. you get the best room? It's her bachelor trip. Like, it's not her bachelor trip. One night. She gets one night. Well, it sort of is. It sort of is. It's two weeks before the wedding. A bachelorette party is one night. But it did sort of also seem like Jen got the best room. Like From looking at it, I was like, Jen jagged it. Jen's room looked better than fucking Teresa's. That bathroom. Oh, That's as what I'm thinking. As soon as we saw that bathroom, because you know that the Marge loves a bath, you knew she'd yeah. be fucking jealous. And I love it when she turns around to Jen and says, oh, you got a good bathroom, you bitch. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> so good. And, okay, back to Shaggy and Scooby. Yeah. When Ugh. she walks in and she's like, oh, that's typical haunted type artwork. It's what? like, it's just, a, it's just a portrait. What do you mean? Uh, uh. Did you know there she's was such so a thing silly. as haunted artwork? I didn't even no. know there was such a thing as haunted artwork. You learn so much on these shows. I, and then Melissa gets her room and she's like, oh, that's great, but I'll never in a million years sleep in this room alone. Like, you don't even know that this place is haunted. Oh, my God. 
She's nuts. It's just a castle. It's a nice She's castle. Nuts. You're in a fifty thousand. Okay, in her case, a thirty-one thousand dollar property, and all mm-hmm. you're commenting on is that it's haunted. It kind of seems rude. That's what I was when they're walking in and they're shrieking, and then Teresa's crying, wanting Louis. I'm Ugh. like, the, the staff are standing right there. Like you guys are being fucking rude. They are being rude, so rude. And that's why I sort of appreciated when Dolores, like at, when they have lunch, she when the staff left, she was like, okay, guys, snap, it's not Jersey. Wake up to yourselves. But then that ignited more fighting. So the fact that she had to give them a "you need to behave" speech, Jesus. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, before that, though, still on the bus. Mm, mm, yes, What please. about Jen Tesla saying she slept with James Gandolfini pre-Sopranos? I cannot believe she slept with Tony Soprano. Multiple times. And the fact that he took her to an S&M bar. What about that? I'm loving that. So she calls him the one that got away. I wonder if he would have said the same thing about her. Well, she did say that he was the one that got away that was never really there. So that's the thing with Fessler. She's not buying into her own delusion. She admits that she was into him more than he was into her. And then she she says, he was absolutely inside me. That is a fact, just so we all are clear. More than once. <laughs> <laughs> I died. She's definitely obsessed with him and I love her for that. You can tell that that was in her casting tape. Oh, like, for any sure. Any tidbits about you, she was like, well, I slept with James Gandolfini. Of course. I mean, how Jersey too. Like, I just love it. I know. That for them is just like me saying I slept with Andrea Denver in our community. A hundred percent. Oh, God, could you imagine? Oh, Because you do, know I Paige do. said he had a big pippy. Like, that's <sighs> just not just have fair. have a moment to reflect on that. He's gorgeous, he's nice, and he's well-endowed. What is wrong with this well, man? How could Paige not pick him? I don't get it. She's an idiot. She's an she's idiot. She's an idiot. No, she's not. She's fabulous. I love her. Well, Paige has been a bit boring this season of Summer House, don't you agree? When was she not boring? She just wants to stay in that big bed all day. They need to just keep filming those combos because I just find that Paige has a way with words. The way that she explains things or gets herself out of things, she's – I just love her. I'm obsessed. I'd love to get her out of that bed. You're at work, dull. Clock in. Her and Sierra in that bed, I could just be like put a camera on them 24-7 – and I'll just have it on in the background. They're hilarious. Okay, okay. All right, so we get to lunch. Yes. Teresa spots a decorative pineapple, which is like a good omen for her, but a bad omen for us. Exactly. Okay, we talk about the coffee psychic witness tampering, which is so funny. Look, we know analogies don't generally work on this show, but I thought that, first of all, it was a perfect analogy and it actually, like, sunk in with them. I was impressed. I loved it. Loved every second of it. It worked. It did work. They all understood And I loved how Jen's like, Jen's like, I did call her up and we did talk about the fight, but she can't remember if she said endorsements or not. Like, I I thought that was so funny. I love the fact that she owned that she maybe did. Like, she didn't say she definitely did. That's fine. (laughs) We're not expecting the bar to be that high. But she did concede that maybe she said it. And they were all like, yep, that's it. That's good enough. Yeah, I know. Well, that's you got to take what you can get with some of these people. I did uh. not expect for her to admit that it was possible she said the word endorsement. Yeah, yeah. I, it was good progress. Oh, so good. But then we get the Laura side of it all. Oh. So she reckons she didn't say anything about Laura to the psychic and then she's saying she won't even repeat what Laura said. And now to Jen, 
repeating and spreading are different things. I don't know how they're different. I don't know either. But, <laughs> but they are. Yes. And she's saying she would never repeat it. She would never, ever repeat it. And then she will in like 10 minutes. Oh, my God. I love it. See, the thing is, I think she shouldn't have repeated it because she is not wrong. The fact that Marge knows she knows stuff but doesn't know what was said is so making Marge crazy And Jennifer was like, she's loving it. In confessional, she said, I love it. And I don't disagree with her. If she had left it at that and did exactly what she accuses Marge of, which is having an arsenal, I think it would have done her so much better for the season because you know this is going to go downhill for Jennifer. Yeah, I think Jennifer's trying to be like, oh, I wasn't going to say, but Danielle really pressured me to say it, so then I said it. But also there's this, I can already see the backlash because is this not what... Marge did to Jen last season that Jen's been crying about for a year and a half. Like, Well, she literally said that. She said, that's why I'm not going to say it. Yeah, but then she said it. <laughs> but she's going to say, well, Danielle, guess. It's like, first of all, you said it's about someone we all know. And then she said, mm-hmm. it's basically what happened to me last season. Well, what happened to you last season? Someone outed an affair your husband had. So it's obviously about someone in the group and it's about an affair. Like, come on, Jennifer, the bread, they're not bread crumbs, they're bread loaves. Yeah, it's a cob. It's it's a full cob. (laughs) Love that. So she basically says, someone saw Melissa making out in the backseat of a car and that person who saw it told Margaret, who told Laura, who then told Jen and Teresa. Correct. Who's now telling Danielle. Correct. That's a lot of like telephone game happening, I think. That's spreading a rumour, love. (laughs) Yeah, it's repeating it. Yeah, that's the definition of spreading a fucking rumour. I mean, this is not going to go down well. But also, now Danielle in confessional is like, oh, it all makes sense, this whole arsenal. Yeah. So Danielle's now sort of saying that Melissa knows that Marge knows this and that's why they're all sucking up to Marge. It couldn't simply be that they all like Marge and they're friends. My question to you, Nathan, is how much of all of this do you believe? Do you believe that Melissa did do this? Do you believe that this employee of Marge's saw it? And do you believe that Marge said this to Laura? Uh, I do think Marge has an arsenal. I think they all do. I think they all get DMs bitching about everyone else and it's so easy to make up a rumour. Remember when we said someone was a cannibal? Yes. Like, who was that? Was that Evan? I don't know. Someone's a cannibal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. You were saying it was Evan. And that's going to be on next season if Jackie makes it to the cast. So, but no, I just think like I'd rather if we heard it from the guy that she was making out with. Mm. And it's not not a new rumour. Well, we're going to hear from him because. Oh, we are? That's why he was the one that was on the social saying this is bullshit. I'm friends. My wife and I are friends with Melissa and Joe. We hang out all the time. Like it's a dumb rumour. It's a dumb rumour and it's the same thing with these Jersey people. They just always are doing rumours. Remember Teresa was doing the rumour about Evan's wife and Evan at the yeah. gym. And it just it always goes nowhere. What I thought was interesting was when Danielle was like, yeah, oh, it makes no sense. This is why Teresa is so furious at Melissa on behalf of her brother. I was like, no, that's- No, darling. Teresa only cares about her and her own marriage at the moment. Teresa is pissed because of season two or whenever Melissa and Joe came on the show. That's what Teresa's pissed about. She's not over it. She's clearly never going to get over it. Can we move on? I don't care. I don't know if we can. 
So, okay, we go to the bachelorette party. There was meant to be this thing where everyone would wear green and only Teresa would wear white, but then Evan's wife has got white pants on, Fessler's got a white shirt on, and they're all wearing different shades of green. I would have loved a uniform green. I know. Can't we just go onto the sheen and buy, like, a green bodycon <laughs> dress for everyone? I thought that Marge looked lovely in her little suit, and I thought Marge got the memo, Dolores got the memo. Well, it was Dolores's memo, and that was about it. That's the thing. You use context clues. You're like, oh, I'm going to Ireland. I'm going to wear Irish green, like St. Patrick's Day green, not camouflage green. Yeah. Yeah. What's with the camo? I don't know. I do like the fact that as they were getting on the bus to go to Dublin, Teresa, I think it was to Evan's wife. She said, like, do you like my dress or whatever? She's like, yeah, I didn't want to get too fancy. Did you see the dress? (laughs) She bitch was wearing a tutu. Now, I love me a tutu. I want every excuse to own and wear a tutu. I even enjoy Teresa's tutu dress. I'm not saying I like it. I'm saying I enjoy it. I want to clarify. But it wasn't fancy. You're going to a pub, love, and you're wearing a mother tucking tutu. But that's not fancy. It explains everything, does it not? I love it. I love it. It does. I even love the fact that she doesn't think it's fucking fancy. I love it. At the pub, Danielle sends a picture of her cleavage to Melissa to send to Joe to see if he knows who it is. And Joe immediately is like, who is that person? And this is why you got to take it to the tits. you got to match the fando on the clavo. I'm learning from you. Thank you, darling. For some reason, Danielle takes this to mean that Melissa and Joe's relationship is fine because he knows <laughs> Melissa's bubbies. Is it bubbies? Boobies? Boobies. Boobies, Boobies. Yeah. I think they call, it's supposed to be boobies, right? But they go bubbies, I think. Yeah. I just don't know why she had to take the photo on her phone, send it to Melissa. It's like, can you not just grab Melissa's phone and take it? Or Oh, no, that's that's too personal, love. So dumb. So <laughs> Sending a photo okay. of your tits to someone else's husband isn't personal, but touching their phone is. <laughs> it wasn't really. Um, okay. It wasn't really her boobs. It was her decolletage. It was fine. I thought it was funny-esque. It was funny-esque, funny-adjacent. It was funnier than Jackie's limerick. I'm sorry, that was so sad. And Fessler thought her limerick was good. She could do it all day. It was terrible. I wrote them down, but I don't even know if I want to repeat them. They're awful. Fessler's was better being made up on the spot. Correct. Whereas Jackie crafted that. She spent weeks at home trying to come up with it and she was so proud of it and it flopped. Poor Evan. I bet you he had to put up with her telling him the limerick and probably like laughing so hard at her own jokes that, you know, it oh, probably it took dreadful. 25 minutes for her to tell him. The poor guy. Oh, it was dreadful, dreadful, dreadful. Anyway, so at this dinner, we again rehash the bridesmaid selection. We rehash the Donna Marco invite. Teresa is so infuriating sometimes when she's like, oh, if he just called me, I didn't remember. I forgot to invite her. If he just called me, it would have been fine. And it's like, but you said you didn't want her there. So, like, which is it? She lies like a two-year-old. She's terrible at it. She (sighs) is the worst liar. And the digging up, like, you said there's history and you forgot that. She's also got the worst memory. She needs to get some ginseng in her life. She's got the worst fucking memory. She forgot that at the other party down at the shawl that she said she didn't get invited because there's history. She forgot. I know. And if she just stuck with that and just, like, just pick one lie and stick with it and then I'd almost, like, believe it. Oh, my God, she's terrible. (laughs) She's terrible. Oh, it's not even funny. Do you have, like, any other thoughts on, like, this sort of semi-altercation between Teresa and Melissa at the table and then they're like, we don't want to fight, so then they just sort of stop? The only good part was when Jennifer said... 
to Melissa that she was invited to the oh. wedding through obligation. And she she is. <laughs> I mean, that was just gold. And then everyone's like, whoa, 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 back up, back up. You better back that shit up. <laughs> they were doing a Dorinda. You better back that shit up. Oh, 100%. And even Teresa was like, you don't need to help me. Like, she just made it worse. It was so funny. It was hilarious. Yeah. I mean, Jennifer's just like, seriously, the foot and mouth disease is real with that one. And I'm here for it. She's funny. It's comic relief. Yeah. And I think we just all need to listen to Dolores mm. when she says, call, don't get mad, call. And I'm like, oh, God, she's smart, that Dolores. So when Teresa said call, I didn't buy it. But then when Dolores said it, it made sense because she's like, if you call them because you're giving them the benefit of the doubt that it's an oversight, and then if Teresa doubles down, then you can run your mouth off. Exactly. Dolores knows how to put herself in a position to be 100% irrefutably correct. She knows how to play the game. And she realises yeah. it's a game. And she can translate Teresa and figure out what the source of Teresa's like anger is and she nails it. She does. She is the Teresa whisperer, not Jennifer. Oh, no, 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 no. So next time we've got the bachelorette party continuing, the rat chat continues, and Margaret has a sweatshirt that says endorsed, which I think is really funny. I love it. <laughs> I, mean, I hope Anything she's else you're looking merch. forward to? Yeah, endorsed merch would be great. I don't know if I'm looking forward to Teresa trying to drag Antonia. <laughs> oh, I know. What the fuck, dude? See, the problem with Teresa is as soon as you, like, you, you start to side with her, she just turns into a monster. She's a delusional <laughs> monster. Like when she turns around and says that she's the coolest sister and that she never has ever thrown Joe under the bus, I just oh. laughed and I laughed so hard at that. Like I watched the show yeah, earlier this morning laugh. before the sun came up. I was laughing so hard and I had headphones on. I woke my poor dogs up. That's how hard I was laughing. Oh, wow. I don't know how anyone kept a straight face. I would have laughed in Teresa's face. The same. It was same. so good. This is why I enjoyed the episode because I just laughed at everyone. It was funny. Yes. Um, okay. Do you want to talk about Thailand? We're like a, we're sort of like a week behind, but they broke Pepsi. I feel like we need to acknowledge that they broke Pepsi. They did break Pepsi, and I'm surprised it took five days. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> But, okay, so I think the root of the problem is mm. Giselle and this fucking tequila bottle, which uh, who gives a shit about your tequila bottle? Surely it's empty by now. What I want to know is, okay, everyone has been like, okay, maybe not as adults because you do it as when you're 18 because you think it's awesome. You go to the bottle at the airport. They have every bottle of liquor Judy under free, the baby. sun. Go to the duty-free and buy yourself a case of this tequila. She sent them. She she put this in her... A writer. Exactly. Her preference sheet, whatever you call it. She put that she wanted this tequila on there. Why did you just ask for one fucking bottle? One bottle? Uh, Get a and case. She it took them weeks to hunt down. Like, what? Get it at the fucking duty-free, bitch. I know, but I think the problem is she obviously thinks... Candace took it. But mm. the problem is when you go to Pepsi as staff of a villa Correct. and you say something's gone missing, who do you think is going to end up copping the brunt of that? Exactly. That's pretty much saying Pepsi did what you or one of your staff take it. Is like, that's not what Giselle said, but that's what is interpreted, I assume, by Pepsi. That is correctly what is interpreted. If I was Pepsi, I'd be shitting myself. Exactly. And no wonder he's feeling the pressure. I know. And the fucking bottle's on the shelf. Is it? 
Yeah, dude, did you not, you know, like as you're going into the <laughs> So it's there the whole time on the shelf? So as you're going like into the kitchen from the other room, there's a whole bunch of like open shelves with lighting in it and the camera drew an arrow to the bottle. So it's like someone oh, cleaned, someone was cleaning up and put her booze bottle on the shelf with the other booze. It's on a motherfucking shelf. How can shelf. they not find it then? Because you don't know. Like, I do that. If I'm cleaning up, my partner's like, oh, do you know where this is? Because he's left it lying around somewhere and I've put it away. And I'm like, have you checked on the shelf where it normally lives? And he's like, oh, no, because I looked where I left it. And I'm like, well, dude, if I've tidied oh it, cleaned up after you, why don't you think I maybe put it back where it fucking belongs? I.e. where I'd want you to put it. Okay, now I'm getting activated. <laughs> It's clearly a sore spot in my life. If it was me, I'd be like, okay, maybe someone put it away because bitch left it where it shouldn't have been. But I get it. Pepsi Mm. is like being torn from left to right, having to like traipse and scour the fucking Thailand for KFC every five minutes. Like, guy just needs a minute. Yeah. It's just like, I get that Giselle doesn't trust Candace, but why would Candace steal this bottle? I know. And if she did, it would be a joke. Maybe, okay, maybe with Giselle, the whole sleuthing started as a joke and it's now just taken a life of its own. Yeah, maybe. But, like, Candace is also feeding fire, like, flame to the fire or whatever that expression is, Mm. because she's saying Giselle tried to set her up to go to Mexican jail on their cast trip. And it's like, I don't think she was trying to send you to jail by saying to take a drink. They should have sent Karen instead of Candace because Giselle and Karen can take a joke with each other because they know where the line is. That's right. Mm. Don't get me wrong. We might think they cross a line with what they say to each other, but it's obvious they both understand each other's line. So they know how far they can Uh take it with each other. Because I've never seen Giselle and Karen, even with the Uncle Tom stuff. Karen was pissed off, but Giselle knew it was something Karen would get over. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So it should have been the Giselle and Karen from Potomac. It should not have been Candace, Suki Lala. Well, and if if someone actually did hide the bottle, like that could have been really funny. But the fact is no one hid the bottle. No. no (laughs) No one's worried about this bottle except for you, Giselle, which is... So cuckoo. I, know. I did enjoy her talking to the hot producer though, being like, "Where's the bottle? Can search the rooms." And yes. he was like, um, "I don't even know what he said. I was just struck by the handsomeness." It's not acceptable for a producer to go through Candace's luggage. I know. And she's like, "She said you could. She said you could." And it's like, "Well, that's not really enough of a reason." No, I would not be doing that. Honestly, Candace, get over it. When Marisol said, "We're here. We're not at the house. Get them to search our rooms now before we get back." That's what they should have done. Because it's one thing to say to someone, go through my stuff. It's another thing to say, go through my stuff while I'm watching. Oh, see, I, no, I kind of side with Candace there being like, don't go through my shit when I'm not around. I'd rather be there. No, I don't want to be there. I don't want to see it because then I'll get activated. Whereas if I'm not there, if I come back and all my shit's where it's supposed to be, then I won't. I'll be yeah. like, fine. I didn't see it. It didn't happen. Well, that's the thing, like. Maybe Marisol's right. They're not cleaning the rooms properly enough because yeah. wouldn't you find it if there was a bottle in a room? Yep, 100%. Anyway, it really annoyed me, Giselle, this episode. And you know I love me some Giselle. I know. The other major drama was Tag Gate, Instagate. I wrote two points for episode five, Ultimate Girls Tube, and these are the two points. That's all I wrote. Well, these are the level of fights that we're dealing with. A missing tequila bottle and someone not tagging people in a post about elephants. And calling it cyberbullying. What? Candace literally said that Portia not tagging her in the photo is a form of cyberbullying. Candace throws the bullying word around a she lot. She really does. She is the bully who cried wolf. 
And like, is it shitty of Porsche? Sure, it's shitty, but also who cares? It's not shitty, it's shady. It's reasonable or shady? It's shady and it is reasonable. You can't go after someone for what they didn't do on their social media. Yeah. Candace, I'm sure Bravo fucking legal team has sent you fucking emails before about your posts. So you're yeah, upset sure. with what Portia did not do on her social media. Don't be telling me what to do with my social media. If I don't want to fucking tag you, I don't want to tag you. I could put a freaking skull and crossbones over your face. You can't tell me what to do. It's my exactly. social media. Like, Ugh. You didn't crop them out. I just think it's funny that the ones that are always talking about how much, how many followers Portia has yes. are Whitney, Heather, and Candace. Yep. They're the ones who are obsessed with who the alpha is. They're the ones saying alpha. Portia's not saying that. Portia's not saying alpha. She doesn't give a shit. She actually makes money from her social media. She doesn't give a shit what you do. Hey, I, but Portia also was a little bit mean. <laughs> like when she said, oh, I didn't tag you because I don't like you. It's like, that's mean. That is mean, but it's the truth. It is, it is. The truth hurts. And you know what? Portia wouldn't have brought it up if they didn't ask her about it. Don't ask me a question that you don't want the answer to. I'm on Portia's side. But I do think she didn't tag them intentionally so that this could be a little fight. She didn't tag them intentionally because she did not want to. She wanted She wanted to rile them up. I don't even know if she cared if it riled them up. Well, she was ready. Yeah, because she, she knew it would piss them off. When Portia said, fold up this napkin so you can cry, like I was like, oh, my God, that's hilarious. That's fucking <laughs> hilarious. Look, at the end of the day, I think why I'm such a sickle on this point is obviously I love Portia and I hate Candace, duh. But two, oh, oh, well, to, yeah. to me, it's I am very bad at setting boundaries and I'm even worse at sticking to them. So when I see someone set a boundary and stick to it, I give it props. I give it claps all day. Portia's like, I don't like you. So I'm not going to do this. That's my boundary. And if you don't like it, that's your problem. She's completely in the right. What I don't understand is Candace. So <laughs> the people following Portia can still see the photo. Correct. They can use context clues to figure out who you are. Can Candace tag herself? Um, she might be. I don't think she can. It depends on privacy settings, I think. It's like, does she think she's losing out on gaining followers because she's not tagged? She does. And if so, sad. That's sad. That's exactly right. Because Portia has the 7 million followers, if it was Heather that didn't or Marisol with her like 200,000 followers, I don't know if Candace would care as much. Candace would care, but then she'd make some comment like, what do I care about your bullshit followers? i got more followers oh, than you. Right. But because it's 7 million, she's like, I'm not getting, potentially getting additional followers because of it. Because if people see her and then oh, want to yeah. follow her, then they have to go an extra step to search her instead of just click follow. They're bothered because of followers. Who seeing that would actually go follow Candace who doesn't already know who Candace is? 100%. And by uh, watching Ultimate Girls Trip, seeing that Candace and Portia have beef, Portia's followers aren't going to want to follow Candace. No, no. It should be a moot point. But look, I don't know how the algorithm thingies work. I don't know how the social media works. So potentially she has a reason to be upset because she wouldn't get the followers. I get I get all that. I'm not saying that it's justified. I don't know. Maybe I should go look and see the followers and see if all the other women have more followers now compared to Ken. I mean, we're talking about followers, people. Who cares? Who cares? I know. It's stupid. It's so stupid. The only other thing in this episode that's of note, I thought, was Leah sort of, I don't know, is she dehydrated? She's got diarrhea in a period. She's a fucking mess. I didn't even write any notes on Leah. <laughs> 
so what I thought was funny, so she collapses, she collapses in the store. Like I know that when I get my period, I get high blood pressure. So I do get woozy. And if I'm in the heat, I can get woozier. Yeah. Basically when it's that time of the month, you've got to have all the things with you that you need. You've got to, you've got to be like, I could potentially pass out. I need all the water, but she's working. Who knows how long they were outside walking around those stores. For us, it was five minutes. They could have been out there for an hour and a half. Right, right. But what was interesting to me was that happens and Portia in the moment seems to be suggesting that she's playing it up for the cameras, sort of faking it. She's fine, then she's not fine. Well, because she two seconds after she fainted, she was insisting on shopping and not leaving the store until she made a purchase. What is going on there? I don't know. She's not fun to watch. No. This Leah. Leah's definitely failed the audition. And what was with her skirt with all the holes in it in random spots? Those big giant gaping holes? What was that? Um, okay, all I kept thinking, and this is going to be so much TMI, is that Uh-oh. girls walking around with a tampon and no undies. She's got a period. Noted. She's yep. got a tampon on, obviously. Mm-hmm. Or maybe she's got a cup. I don't know. Look, sure, I'm not going to sure. say I haven't done it. I've been to functions where I have to wear it's black tie and I got my period and I've got to wear a tampon and I don't want undie lines. I get it. But the fact that she's got cutouts, you can tell. It's like I don't need to be visualising that you've uh-huh. got a tampon flailing in the wind with a string. I, I mean, I wasn't visualising it, but now I am. Yeah. Do you, boo. <laughs> it's fine. I'm not judging you for doing it. I'm admitting I've even huh. done it. You know what? I'm judging what she's wearing. I'm going to back the fuck off and shut up. That's okay. Wear what you want. Wear what you want. I don't care. I just hated the dress. Okay? It bothered me. I didn't like it. Yeah, I didn't like it either. On that note, oh. any other thoughts on Thailand? Girls trip? No, I'm I'm feeling like Thailand's been a dud. Of course it it's has. We're covering it. It's because of the carryover it. conflict. It's because yeah. we're covering it. I mean, we've got the worst <laughs> fucking idea on what shows to cover. I loved Bluestone Manor. It was so fun, Bluestone Manor. We yeah. need to go back to Bluestone Manor and have the bitches complain that they don't get to go overseas, even though it's the best TV ever. Yeah. At Bluestone Manor, there's nothing else to do but to sit around and talk, which is what we want. We want to see the women interact. I don't need to see them buying fucking chachkis in Thailand. Well, and I don't need to see them having diarrhea and stomach issues and. No, not at all. All of that. So, okay, well, let's leave it there. Do you, oh, do you have sizzle topics? We've talked about some of them. Yeah, we have talked about some of them. I swear, like, there's 10,000 articles on the Sandoval. Not really. Most of it's about Howie and Scandoval, to be honest. Yeah, that'll keep us fed for a few more days. Exactly. Did you watch the first episode of the new season of Below Deck Sailing Yacht? I loved it. I miss it. And it's weird to say... But I miss Gary and he's not on the first episode. I fucking love Gary. Gary is so – he's such good TV. He's such good he's TV. Fantastic. Yeah, I did miss him this episode. They're like, this season on Below Deck Sailing Yacht, just like the few clips of him in there had me rolling. He's the star of the show. He's – what do they say on Vanderpump? Like the he's the number one guy on the show. Even though I yeah. personally have the hots for Colin and I don't think that Gary's hot – I mean, I think that Gary's a charming motherfucker and I know that charm yeah. goes a long way, like when you're in sure front does. of the person. I'm not sexually attracted to Gary, but I'm sure if I gave him five minutes, I'd be totes up for it. You know what I mean? In terms of like <laughs> the, He's a cheeky, charming guy. That goes a long way. But Colin's hot, so 
I'm yeah. looking forward to this love triangle. Me too. I love that they're staying on like each season and like mm. I do love the mix of new people. Me too. I prefer Below Deck as a franchise when we at least have like a couple of people carry over. Yes, it does. You do like a couple of people carry over. Okay, darling. Well, that's all I got. All right. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. You can leave us reviews still if you haven't already. We do appreciate them. And you can also head over to at effing bravo on Twitter or Instagram if you want to drop us any comments on our episode or the episodes that we've watched. Let us know your thoughts. Okay. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye.